Signs of the Southland, Sunday, March 27th, 2022. Mr. Grant, I hear you've acquired a new shirt from your travels this weekend. Yes, I have. It's from the SO Club, which is a great establishment. And it's uh, on back is some, some guy giving a thumbs up with a drink. And he has two, uh, I guess, hounds of some sort. Yeah, in, in like this plastic pool, because, you know, love plastic pools. And it says, due to budget cuts, this is the new Clemson swim team, which I just Oof. could not, I couldn't pass that up. That's, that's rough. That's a good joke. That's rough. That's, uh, it's, it's one of my token issues, you know. I, I couldn't not just go and, and buy it from what is a, a great establishment as well. Technically, it wasn't budget cuts. It was reassorted. It was, what was it? Realigning of institutional priorities. I bet that's how it was worded. Which is lame as hell. Which is, we only care about football and occasionally softball. Well, softball exists because swimming doesn't. So, oops. Boom, 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 boom. Shall we get into it? Shall we? Shall we get on with our particularly voluminous run sheet today uh honestly someone decided shorter. to add it looks shorter if, given how many skips are on here that's true uh someone did decide to add every single club sport that exists at tech onto the run sheet i wonder who did that it wasn't me i'll tell you that totally wasn't me totally but let's start in the club sports circuit anyway club golf which didn't know was a thing until earlier today. And when I went looking uh, is in fourth place uh, at their South region tournament for the spring. Uh, that was after round one, which was yesterday. So let's take a look at where they are after round two. They are still fourth. Yeah. Cool. Good for them. Uh, other, part Solid. other participants in this tournament, Tennessee, Athens, and Auburn. So Pretty pretty good golfing competition. I don't really know enough about these teams to say how good or bad that is, but in terms of people that would play golf and go to those colleges, shouldn't be too bad. I was going to say, considering this is a sport we didn't know existed like yesterday at this time, I think that sounds all right, and I, I have no further comment. Let me riddle you this. Would you have further comment on club hockey's season uh especially their uh last game their two to six loss to south carolina in the quarterfinals of the fed cup that i would i, I do have more opinions about them uh as as our uh colleague friend etc um carter uh who is uh, a, a wonderful from the rumble sea guy but always very sharp um, he posited before this game, it was against South Carolina, uh, I wonder if the third time is the charm. Uh, and it turns out that the third time was not, in fact, the charm. We just learned the same thing that we had already learned, uh, you know, the last couple of days. So I guess I guess that's life, you know. But um, yeah, they had a really they had, good year. They, great year. They, they way outplayed expectations, I think, especially in the first year of this whole CHF dealio. Um, but to go to nationals, to win the pool, to score an upset, I mean, yeah, it sucks not to win, but I don't really get how you can ask for much more from them than, than what I mean, you make the field eight, 
you make the field of eight as a 14 seed. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about it personally. Yep. I agree. Uh, uh, I agree. Rolling right down long line. Another team that we found existed today was women's ultimate Frisbee at tech who were in Austin for the context tournament. They finished ninth. They were seated ninth. Uh, they lost a close one to Northeastern in the play-ins for the quarterfinal games. Uh, but then they took care of business versus Dartmouth and Ohio State to w- secure ninth place. Any high-level thoughts? Uh, not in particular. I have not followed them much since uh, one of my friends who's on the team graduated. So don't know much about that. But, you know, holding seed is always good. This is great podcast content. We know so much about all of this. You were so, you came so prepared for this. I will say that at both of the what, something I learned that I thought that was very interesting is that both of the ultimate Frisbee teams do not have directly Georgia Tech related names like they don't compete as Georgia Tech they compete one I think the women's team competes as the wreck or ultimate wreck uh and the men's team competes as a tribe called tech uh, yep. I, I I don't know if that's like a ultimate frisbee tradition of sorts it looks like a lot of other club school or club programs have it uh similarly but it's interesting it's an interesting little quirk yeah I knew I knew that the men were like the tribe but I didn't know it was a tribe called tech but you know, um, that once they have results out there, I might have a little bit more opinions about. I've, I've, I've known them a little bit longer. So, Fair enough. They did not have any action this past week, as did Jake's favorite program, the Georgia Tech Club swim program. Let's move on to the first diamond. Well, technically the second chronologically. You, you get the point. Uh, on the flats, softball, they were undefeated 5-0 on the week versus Dartmouth and Syracuse. Just to go over the results really quick, game one versus Dartmouth was an extremely late winner. Um, Tech won one zero, backed by excellent pitching from Chandler Dennis. And then game two was a similar pitching performance from Sophia Voiles, a 9-1 win, run rule win uh, versus Syracuse. The first two games went down 4-2, both Georgia Tech wins. Clutch hitting in both of those, powered the day, both days technically. Um, and then earlier today, just a couple of minutes ago, Kennedy Cowden slid in on a slid in at home on a wild pitch to win, uh, to bleh, plate the winning run for Tech 2-1 uh, in the ninth inning. Any opening thoughts while I get all that word salad out? Mm, I mean, I think it's very interesting that uh... – this is one of those cases where you can win and it can still hurt your RPI uh, because Dartmouth, yeah. no offense to them and, and Q's, but they're not quite as good. But um, taking care of business 5-0 is tremendous. I meant to say this last week, um, but Tech hitting 20 wins um, even before, before this week was done uh, put them uh, equal to what last year's did. And, and last year's team lost 26 games, right? So they're not that they're playing with house money because obviously you want to keep winning and, and doing those great things, but um, you know, they're, they're, they're ahead of schedule and this is the most ahead of schedule with a lot of runway left team that I think we have, right. We've, we've already played FSU and Duke and uh, got that UGA game in there. And and I really think, and especially uh, we can circle back on this in a little bit. Uh, I got to see Clemson's team up close and personal, but until we, until we run into them, I, I think tech, Knock on wood, kind 
kind of in the driver's seat, really. Do you have their RPI on hand? Yeah, um, they haven't updated it since the 24th, so it doesn't include the weekend results. But uh, Tech was sitting at 36 before taking the three. So games they're in the they're in the field right now. They're in the tournament field. I feel I don't know. I, I feel pretty comfortable right now with how they're playing. I think this weekend was pretty exceptional. The only long term concern that I see is that, and, and I was talking to you about this earlier, and I want I want to see if you wanted to chime in on record. But it seems a little unsustainable to run Dennis and Nelliman into the ground, switching them off, basically, uh, in your weekend series. They gave Voyles a start versus Dartmouth in game two, which was really good to see, um, just to run someone else out there. But, I mean, Nelliman threw over 120 pitches today, or over 110 pitches today. Uh, Dennis came in in relief. and They've been flip-flopping, like they flip-flopped yesterday and the day before, too. So, I think you need to start working a third arm in there. And I think Voyles has at least earned a, a start in an ACC game at this point. I'm, I'm going to come at this from a slightly different angle and come at it with the point of before last Sunday, she had only pitched like three or four innings the entire year. Uh, and then she played, you know, basically all of two games in three days and you don't want to burn your young arms out that quick. So I say give her the weekend off is just fine. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged because I think, um, you know, we'll be able to see some more of that this week at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I think, I think given the situation, you're right. You don't want to tire out a younger arm, but at the same time, maybe this weekend we see a more traditional three pitcher rotation um, uh, at Notre Dame. Any other thoughts on the series team comp? As we and, head towards the business end of the season. I mean, you you know this because because we obviously talk outside of the world of podcasting, but in terms of we do, that's news to me. In terms of softballing, uh, <laughs> one only has so many hours in a weekend, I guess, to watch. And I know that you know folks who listen to this do rely on us to get uh, to get them that good information. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I I can tell you a lot more about my opinions about Clemson and, and Louisville from this weekend than I can about uh, than I can about tech and, and cues just from the simple fact of being out this weekend and the Dartmouth game starting while I was at work. And, you know, we, we, uh, we love a guy who's committed to committed to the grind, I guess, you know, uh, but uh, that's, that's we'll like, talk, I, I wish I, I had I more to say, cause this team has been a lot of fun, but this week was just not uh you know, you can follow along on your phone, but I'm sure you got uh, got a little bit more of the vibes actually watching uh, watching the games. So, yeah, um, let's talk a little bit about about that Clemson team. We, Tech will see them coming up near the end of the season, but you got a chance to look at them up close. Uh, well, they played Louisville and took that series two one at home. Uh, what did you think about the Tigers? Uh, I think I want to lead with this. And that is they have three very, very legitimate pitching arms, um, which is not something that I think gets put out there a lot. And, and we are, we are folks who are guilty of this as anyone of uh, just going Kegel, 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 uh, who I've taken to call uh, the franchise because, you know, they, they basically built an entire team around her, convinced her to come to Clemson for a year with no team and, you know, built really built around that, uh, 
around that in particular, but even when she's not in the circle, um, two very solid other options, definitely not, uh, definitely not something to sleep on in terms of, in terms of pitching. Cause they'll, uh, they'll get you. Um, it's, it's going to be tough to, um, to get runs off of that offense, especially with, um, potent, but young squads. Um, I think, you know, it, it's, it's a lot more reliable. You know, they say defense or pitching wins, wins championships. I, I think Clemson positions themselves really well, um, just off of that alone. Yeah. What, what did you think about some of their defensive talent? All right. I, I think we saw some, I think in this series, we saw a little bit, I mean, it was a really even series. A lot of these games or both the first and the last game were really close. And then comes and kind of blew it open in the, in game two, but this game came to, or this series on both of those first two games or the ending two games came down to um, keeping it clean defensively. So what did you kind of see from, from their defense and what do you think tech could maybe take advantage of or, or, or look to exploit? Um, yeah. I mean, you got to limit errors against this team. I think what did Louisville in on Friday night was um, uh, in the fifth inning, just giving them a couple extra outs, you know, and, and even uh, today at, at the end of this game, if anyone was tuned into that before, uh, before tech softball on the ACC network, but um, the, how do I want to put this? Um, you can't give them the cheapies. Right. And, uh, and it did hurt a little bit. Um, Louisville got a little bit screwed uh, with a, a bang, bang tag play uh, right at third base. But uh, fortunately I was staring right at the play because my seat was right here and about eight feet in front of me uh, was the base. Um, I think that would have changed that game. Uh, I think they very much, very much could have walked away as winners, but even then, um, like I said, Clemson's fairly potent at the plate. Uh, they had a lot of home run power that they showed off Saturday and you really can't give them any extra opportunities because they will, um, uh, they will take advantage. And I think that's something that we've seen that we've seen all year. Right. Um, but, uh, that being said, I think anyone, obviously Florida state and Duke, I guess Virginia tech can be in that are, are kind of a cut above, but anyone, anyone in the conference between, uh, Clemson, you know, you got your, you got your Notre Dame, you got Georgia tech, you got Louisville, you got North Carolina. Um, trying to think if there's anyone else, maybe Boston college at the bottom of that fringe, but you know, or Pitt, you know, Pitt can tussle in there too. Anyone can beat any one of those teams on a given day. It's all about limiting your mistakes, which pitcher you're going to throw. And, and that's the thing too, right? It's taken one out of three, uh, is what getting that one win means, but it, it's about turning those into series wins. And I think that's where, in particular, um, you know, the FSUs and Clemsons um, and Dukes and Virginia Techs with their large stable of arms and and good bats really, really get you. But uh, yeah, no, the franchise is definitely the real deal. So that's a little bit scary, but we'll we'll get there. Uh just to bookend the discussion on Clemson, uh, that series is at Clemson. That's April 29th through May 1st. Give us an idea of what that ballpark feels like, what it looks like, the atmosphere, just to prepare ourselves a little bit well in advance. They sold out their entire stadium before the season even started, and they're already talking about expanding it. All right. Noted. Uh, do you remember the, the capacity? Let me pull it up one sec. I had it up. 
Um, give me two seconds. I'm flipping my monitor. Back to that. Um, their Mechwarder Stadium capacity is 1,600, almost even. A lot of that is seated. Um, there is a, a hill in left uh, in left field that you know people can sit on and bring chairs and, and whatnot. But even that's inside the gate line. So there are literally no no freebies in in Clemson uh, for getting in the building. Absolutely none. I'm I'm looking at a view from behind home plate right now. Uh, there's you can see the football palace off to the left in the far back of left field, and then a massive parking lot in right field. Yeah, you can oh, see the. That's uh, neat. You can see the tra indoor track facility off in the distance too. Yeah, uh, and then I think there's an outdoor uh, outdoor football practice field as well, right right in center field. Um, obviously, can't see behind it so i mean it's a nice little ballpark it like looked really good on tv but uh yeah it, it's it'll be interesting i think this will be tech's first trip up to clemson didn't we Maybe. do one right before the pandemic i can't remember uh i can check that because i have the softball schedule open well, that would have been what 19 to 20 yeah they did they no nope. that was the they weekend were supposed ah. to go it was the weekend that everything shut down they were supposed to go to clemson or no clemson was visiting us uh which exactly. means that clemson would have played here last year uh-huh or Clem we would have gone to clemson last year but uh no we did not play clemson last year either because of the because it was uh oh no we did but those we hosted were also them in fsu we played six games in four days i very clearly remember that yeah i remember that too now um i just scrolled through it very fast uh that's odd this will be tech's first trip to, to clemson then but that is at the end of next month uh wednesday tech softball will play kennesaw state uh like the baseball team did Last week, we'll get to that in a minute. And then the weekend series will be at Notre Dame in South Bend. Do That's you have one. sort of a... I was going to say... Yeah, I was going to say, do you have a do you have a high-level scouting report for us to, to discuss? Yeah, uh, Domers have been on the up and up. Um, they, they've built a, a quiet, I'd say quietly, uh, a, a nice little program up there in South Bend since they got into the conference. Um, I, I think the... Uh, whatchamacallit, um, Deanna Gumpf, I, I always mess up her name, but um, she kind of uh, not really plateaued, but um, went 2016, 17 and 17, 18, uh, 34 and 23 both years. And if that's your low, that's, that's pretty darn good uh, after coming over from the big East, but um, you know, that's, that's playing an ACC schedule and, and no, no offense to the, to the teams we got over from the big East. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely got to be interesting being a longtime Louisville or um, Notre Dame uh, or I guess Pitt and Syracuse, too. But those two in particular that kind of ruled that conference for a long time, um, you know, kind of just being one of the guys, I guess, one of the one of the teams. Um, but if you really want to look uh, last year's point seven nine three win percentage uh, was uh, was a nice return to form for them. So I think they'll. Uh, you know, they've been building off that this year. They're really a, a fringy top 25 team. I don't think, uh, I don't think they can really, really complain too much about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and Notre Dame, uh, notably, also has a very successful baseball team this year as we look over to the other side of, what is that, First Drive, Fowler Street? First, Fowler Street. Fowler, Fowler Street. Street, yes. Uh, geography is not my strong suit, neither are segues. The baseball team was in North, was in Raleigh, not North Carolina State, the state of North Carolina. Yes, they were in Raleigh this past weekend. But before that, they played a home and home versus Kennesaw State. They split that series. They won the away leg and then lost the home leg very close. Um, and then they got swept in Raleigh. So let's talk about this real quick because I think a lot of the same themes that we've been talking about all season kind of came to roost in this series. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. This team kind of shoveled a lot of coal into the hype train engine, but um, I think we're kind of, kind of back to square one on this almost, right? Like this, this is Mm -hmm. exactly what we feared and you can only get, not, not get lucky, but, like I guess cardiac jackets your way into uh, in, into wins uh, for so long because there's uh, there's times when the the errors are going to eat you or you're just not going to have enough from the bats and you know thinking about the Kennesaw game in particular you know you score twelve runs you think you have a pretty good shot at winning the game um, and yet I don't want to put anything on on anyone's in in particulars, but you know, it, it's definitely gotta be a tough, um, a tough feeling right now. Right. Cause, uh, it's especially with, with the first two games of this series, uh, eight, six and six, five are, are not, not terribly lopsided scores, right. You're, you're in the ball games. You're not melting down and blowing up. I, I think perhaps, especially our fan base is, um, uh, one that's full of very smart people with long memories, um, I don't think that I've completely shaken, at least personally, uh, the Wake Forest uh, thwomping from last weekend yet. And, and I think maybe that, I guess, colors my opinion about this just a little bit. But, yeah, it, it, it's tough. This team needs to get its mojo back. And I don't think rolling into the UVA series, uh, who they have just been incredible all year. I don't, uh, I don't know if this is a get your mojo back weekend, you know. Yeah, it, it it's not it's certainly not a get right weekend at all. They will get a get right game versus Charleston Southern on Tuesday, but I, I think the injuries are also a big factor here. Chandler Simpson is still out uh, d- dealing with some in- injury issues, and he'll probably be out next weekend as well per the ACC network. Uh, Jake DeLeo is still out. Um, you saw Mr. Romano at – I really wanted to call him Ray Romano, but I know that's not his name um, – Nick Romano, sorry, at uh, at second base today. Uh, and I think he got the start yesterday as well. Um, we saw some shuffling of the rotation this weekend. We saw Chance Huff still get the start on Friday, but then um, Cody Carwile gets the start on Saturday. He put together three really good innings until things got squirrely. Uh, and then Marquise Grissom was also pretty, pretty good today. I think he had one of his best starts um, of the season today, uh, despite – um, what came right after right after he left the game. So uh, there are good arms. There are good performances there. They just don't all coalesce at, at, with a consistency that I think we were we want to expect 
from a team that is this stacked with talent, right? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. The, the expectations are high, and I think deservedly so. And I, I, I still think that our preseason saying – or preseason prediction or preseason expectation of saying they need to host a regional or this season is a failure, I think that's still in play. I think that's still completely valid because they still have the talent there, and they still have another 20-some-odd, 30-some-odd games left in the season. I think it's just 20 to sort of work out some of these kinks on the mound. And I think they have the talent to do it, like I said, but you can only ride the reputation of that talent and some of those early season wins for so long. Right. And I think you said that, so that really well as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the thing too, right. We, we have some great wins. Um, those are not going away, but you know, you, you do have to pile them up just to get invited to the postseason, right. That the expectation mm-hmm is postseason. The goal is, you know, winning the coastal is hosting that regional. I mean, and right now they're sitting, I think at fourth in the coastal, which is far off the pace. The UVA I think is leading the pack and they'll get three games versus UVA this weekend or this next weekend um, to, to see who can real, who stacks up. um, And if UVA is for real, for real. So it's going to be sort of a prove it weekend, I think, for this team um, as we head towards the back the back half of the year. Well, and and you can't get too far ahead of yourself either, too, because if you look at the uh, the standings on the Atlantic side, Louisville started off like what eight and five, seven and five, something something not so great like that. Um, I'm going to pull it up and actually click on their name, so that way we are are dealing with real numbers. But so yeah, they were one and two. Uh, three and three. Yeah, they were three and three to start the year. And since then, they're uh, 13 and two. Every great team stumbles and and every great team goes through goes through it a little bit. Tech's kind of injured. Tech's tr- kind of figuring it out with respect to the bullpen. I think that's just kind of um, it's going to be life, right? It, it, it kind of has to be. Um, it's not ideal to be four and five in conference, but you're still four and five in conference, you know, the, you, you sweep Virginia and you're, and you're on top of the coastal at the end of this week. Like that's obviously. It, things can change. Lot, Fortunes can but, change very yeah. quickly in some of these series. And, and it's a, and it's an opportunity to pile up some quality wins here. Six and nine is probably not where tech would like to be. It's probably not where they should be, but they can, they can, you know, make quick work of this week. And, and you're right back, I guess, on that pace that you had set out of the gate. Mm-hmm. that's a good point and, and let's actually talk let's move on to talk about another sport where pace setting is important swimming and diving georgia tech was at the ncaa men's swim and dive championships hosted by georgia tech at mccauley aquatic center tech finished in the same place as the last year 38 points 21st place um I think at least this year, we thought they could do a little better. They had the potential to finish a little better, um, get in some more consolation finals. Um, but it's still a good finish overall. It's still an impressive finish. What are your thoughts on this performance? Yeah. I mean, I think it's solid, right? I, th- I think I think it's, yeah, 
I think it's solid. I think it's a little bit telling to say that they uh, kind of hit that that result from last year. You know, it's great to be 21st. That's what you want. That's you want to be in the mix for the top 25. But um, I think it shows that this team is uh, maybe uh, kind of hitting that that historical high. Right. Uh, you have Kyle Kudis. You have Christian Ferraro uh, coming back for their fifth year for their COVID year. And uh, you throw in a couple great freshmen into the mix, um, in particular from, from the final day. We did have uh, Merck Kilavus placing in the, um, in the mile, the and, mile. And that's great to see too, right? But uh, getting six points for finishing in 11th, you'd think that there might be a little bit more upward mobility for Tech, who've, you know, kind of uh, really relied on Ferraro and Pamputis for a long time. But um, in, in terms of, what uh, in terms of what adding that extra talent did to the team, it didn't really uh, do too much else. Really, I I think uh, I don't want to be too too harsh or anything like that, but you know, I think I think maybe the expectation was maybe twentieth or or you know eighteenth or you know just getting in the mix a little bit more. And I think it's really telling um, when you see the difference between that and and maybe some of the the relay potential too. Uh, I think that's where mm -hmm. probably that most obvious. Yeah. And I think the relays were where I was like, okay, well, there's room to improve here. And that's where we could have gained some more points because they were, but I think they had lower seed times than maybe some of their other competitors. They started out in the first two heats pretty consistently. So if you set, if, if you have some of those higher seed times, you're in the mix um, in those third and fourth heats uh, um, among the, you know, the fastest groups in the nation, they're going to end up scoring points more often um, just because of your placement within those heats. So um, I think moving forward, that should be the goal. You know, you're going to have some pretty good individual finishes uh, or in individual competitors, you know, e even with Pampudis and Ferraro moving on after this year, but making sure that your relays are competitive with the, you know, with the middle to top level of the A, uh, of the A cut. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's where we kind of circle back on this team having great star power, but not a ton of depth. And that relay mm -hmm. is super exemplary of it. Right. Great star power. Kyle Pamputis, Mark Kilavus, uh, Christian Ferraro, et cetera. Um, all had fantastic, fantastic weekends and, and fast, fantastic weeks, you know, great all American statuses. Uh, we had five records fall. You can't really, um, can't really pass that up either, but, um, you know, if, if you want to compete with the bigger boys, get out of the, I guess that, that next tier, if you think about scoring wise, you got, you know, teams that pick up, uh, amounts of points in the multiple hundreds. That's your Cal, Texas, Florida, NC state, Indiana, Arizona state, uh, Stanford. And I guess you can, you can throw UGA in there too. Cause they're kind of right around 200. Um, you got an, a, a next tier that's, you know, you're, you're scoring a couple dozen to 100 points uh, to up to towards 150. That's Ohio State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Harvard, Bama, LSU, Purdue, um, you know. Zona. There's a Texas A&M guy in there, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, well, that was going to be my next point is Tech is stuck in that third that third tier of, you know, we, we, we got a couple tens of points, um, the the, you know multiple multiple results scored not just oh oops look we got four points because one guy finished in like you know 16th a couple times no 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 so tech has some clear consistent contributors 
Um, but they really just can't break into that upper tier. And when you look at the schools that are our big measuring sticks, right? NC State, you look at Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, um, and you got UGA, like as, as much as most people don't want to admit it, those four teams are the four teams that finished above Tech at, at ACC's this year, and it's your big rival. So, you know, if that's what you're measuring yourself by, by, by the standards of, you know, all couple hundred swimming programs in the country, Tech did pretty darn good. Top 10%, awesome, whatever. But in terms of, you know, ACC, the best, they, they match their ACC finish for with fifth place. And, you know, they're, they're not, they're not really touching where the rivals at. And, and I think that's where that difference lies. Yeah. And, and I think it comes back to what you're saying. It's building up that depth and having not just, let's say the like two guys in championship finals, but five guys in consolation finals and, and five and a, and a couple of divers and seeing that depth of that competitive depth expand over the next couple of years, I think has to be a, a consistent goal uh, yep. of this team as it moves forward. Yep. I would agree. Okay. Uh, any notes on the media experience of covering these two meets? We didn't do a lot for the women's uh, for the women's championships, at least in tweeting wise. Uh, and I kind of regret that, but um, what was your, what was your take on having the, having the meet at home, just like ACC's? Well, the women there was a media member. There wasn't uh, wasn't a lot of tech, uh, a lot of tech action there. But in terms of you know just the pool, the experience, um, uh, I do appreciate tech. Uh, you know, treating us like we know what we're doing because I, I think that uh, not to not to get the ego too big or anything like that. But it, it's great to see the press box more crowded than when it is just me alone. Um, so it, it it was great to you know, go, go back to that place that we're very familiar with, you know, tech swam all in all pretty solid. Um, notching points is exactly what you need to and should be doing. And, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a shame that we only get it every five or six years. Cause I think tech hosts really well. I think athletics knows what they're doing really well with these big meets. I think the pool facility, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit biased. I, I think that they've always known how to throw a really great, uh, big meet and, you know, it's, uh, I guess, on to when, when's the next big thing Tech's hosting? Hopefully, what, like a baseball regional or a softball regional in the fall? Softball regional. God willing. Stretch, but, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to have to play this one by year. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the calendar looks like and, and identify that. But it, I, I think it was a really good experience. I, it, even besides sort of the Tech races, there was, there was some really compelling, really competitive races elsewhere on the docket um i i had a lot of fun just watching the racing even outside of uh even outside of text text competition like there were really good battles between cal and stanford and and texas and florida right at the top of the table um it was just a really impressive weekend of 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 like athletic competition i think uh kind of a summarizing note i don't think cal overpowered a ton of events but man they just brought depth multiple entries in basically every single event and when you sift through all the points at the end of the day they're they're you know getting a lot of shots to take they're scoring a lot of points and you know you don't need to win every event or break every record um as cool as it is to be you know someone like uh i don't know i'm trying to pull one off the top of my head but um let me scroll through i want to find a real record breaker man do we not get 
Uh, we had multiple. I don't know why it's taking me this long. There were a bunch. Uh, there was, a, I think, there was a Florida relay team that broke. Man. One. I, I, God, I tweeted it was these, a slow day. Everyone must have been tired. I'm just scrolling through the results there. Point is, there's a lot of good records, and 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 you don't have to spit out one of those every day. But if you can, if if you got the depth to uh, to just bring it, that's that's what wins at the end of the day. Like it's, I mean, you get points for being in a consolation final as long as you don't DQ. And at the end of the day, it's not an average points that wins. It's a sum, right? Mm-hmm. So every single point counts regardless of how you get it. Um, and that's just something, like I said, the, the, the depth is important. Or like both of us have saying, the depth is important. And, and that's something that tech needs to start or, or develop over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know where the meet is next year offhand? That's a great question. Let me look it up. NCAA. Swimming division Oh, they have announced the host for 23 to 26. So um, the future men's sites are Minneapolis, uh, then Indianapolis, then Washington State University. Huh. Um, I was not aware that Wazoo had a swim program, honestly. Wait, but it's in King County. I think Washington State's just hosting it in Seattle then. Yeah, never mind. Federal. Oh, that's cursed. That's so Um, cursed. Then 2026, back in Atlanta. Um, Tech usually picks up one every cycle or so. And then 2023, it's Knoxville, Athens, uh, Federal Way, so Washington State, and then Atlanta. Um, So the the next time it'll be – On the women's side? Yeah, the next time it'll be both in the same site will be Federal Way in 2025 and then Atlanta – uh, 2026 tech almost always um hosts uh for both of them i just think it's interesting that, that uh that nielsen uh, aquatic um only ever really seems to host for the women uh, up in athens but go figure meh i like it better when we host things personally yeah i'm just you know it's it's odd but uh if you're the gac uh the greensboro aquatic center you got to be pleased there they hosted uh D2 this year, and then they're hosting D3 the next three years after that. So um, I think they also hosted D1 last year. Yeah. Um, Honestly, yeah, they, they hosted D1 last year. Yep, they did. And uh, they had ACCs. It was like there were like three or four. There was like a month where Georgia Tech swimming was just at the same pool. Yep. Except this year, that was our pool, and that was kind of cool. It, it's been a fun month. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of good swimming. Yeah, it's yes, absolutely. Let's move on to the golf course. Your 11th ranked Georgia Tech golf program was in Palo Alto at the Goodwin. I think that's an invitational uh, that was hosted by Stanford. They finished tied for six to one under par and 11 shots uh, over the leader. Uh, what they were fourth the last time I checked, I think that was on Friday afternoon or Saturday morning. Um, and but unfortunately, they only had one under par golfer on Saturday, which uh, which that'll hurt. That'll hurt. Uh, on the last day. Do you have any uh, high-level thoughts about this finish and, and where the program is going from here? I mean, top six at a at a at an event like that is, is not really a bad place to be. I think we've seen, and we've seen this from golf as much as anyone, that it, it can very much just come to how everything lines up, you know? Um, so in terms of, like if it's disappointing or anything like that, you know, you got Stanford uh, top 15 team in Washington in front of you 
and, and it, it's not great to you know let let a Nevada or an SMU or, or an Oregon pass you, but I, I don't know it. It's how you're playing on any given day, and I don't think Tech played all that poorly either. So uh, I I wouldn't write too much into it. It's a it's a regular season tournament. They're just out there getting getting good experience. So uh, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, and I I think they also entered a couple. A um, couple other golfers on the team as individuals. Uh, one of them, I think, did go under par. That, that's at least what I saw in the report. Um, so it would have been nice to have that in the clubhouse. Yeah. It Andy nice Mao would have that in the clubhouse. And yeah. so, yeah, if Andy Mao would have been scoring for Tech rather than being Ruder, um, I believe that probably would have moved Tech up three. But even, even then, that – well, I guess moving up three strokes, that's a place. Um, but you know, it you're kind of slicing a, a you're kind of slicing things a little thin. Uh if if you're slicing dice is too much golf is it's about the wind and it's about the vibe. And you know, there's I mean, obviously there's a lot more to it than that, but we've seen them play some pretty great golf this year. So I'm not gonna uh I don't know. I feel like I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater here, but I don't think it's I don't think it's a disappointing weekend. Top six, you know, if they were a little further down, I'd be a little bit like not alarmed, but concerned. But let know. me let me read off the let me read off the competition for you just to get an idea of who Tech was facing at, at, at the Goodwin in Palo Alto. Um, number nine, Washington. Number fourteen, Stanford. Uh, BYU, Cal, Cal Poly, Colorado, Denver, Drexel, FAU, Hawaii, Hilo or Hilo. Uh, Howard, Long Beach State, Miami of Ohio, Nevada, Northwestern, Oregon, Rutgers, St. Mary's, San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose State, SMU, UC Davis, UCLA, Washington State, and Wofford. Well, I mean, California may not be ranked right now. That's a team that we've seen in the rankings quite a bit in the last few years. Um, Colorado's not a bad team. BYU's not a bad team. I don't, again, like it's not the best, but I I don't want to harp too much on. It's still competitive guys all right let's move on uh just to wrap up with golf they will be at the calusa cup in two weeks that's a tournament that we've seen them at a bunch of times recently i think that's one that they hit every year so we'll we'll have updates uh in a couple weeks on them um let's move on to the track it was a split squad week uh part of the team went to the raleigh relays and part of the team went to the tallahassee relays what you got for me yeah. Um, I mean, they had a pretty, pretty solid weekend. Four event wins is great. Um, Nicole Fegans won the 10 K, uh, at the time of 33.00.89. Oof. That sounds, uh, not a lot of fun, but, um, you know, she's, she ran really well. Um, 33 minutes is just a long time to be running. Um, got, uh, Shani Papacosta women's high jumper. She won that. That's always great. Uh, Carla Duplacis, who's, uh, Really, I, I don't know how we got to to extremely high quality in the same event, but you know, I'll take it. Uh, really, seen some great depth there. Um, the men, uh, McKinley Thompson, uh, high jump was very good as well. Miguel Schlicht, Schlicht, sorry, uh, the men's five thousand meter, and then uh, also got second in the five thousand. That would be Devin Wade. So, all good. Um, honestly, seems pretty. Not, not surprisingly good, but they didn't really have their best indoor season. They, they kind of had some injuries, some inconsistency. Um, but, um, but yeah, no. And, and then uh, wrapping up the weekends, 
Um, Henrik Anderson uh, finished second in the 15, uh, 1500 meter. Uh, we had uh, second, third, and fourth in the 800. That'd be Harrison Fultz, Mac Bloodworth, and Parker Bukite. Um, and then the 400 for the women was good. Um, Aline Soleyan uh, did win the 400 uh, meter. Uh, so that's always, always solid. I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like we've had more to say about these two meets than we have in a, in a while and both against some pretty strong competition. So I'm not going to complain about that one bit. Absolutely. And then they'll be against similar, similarly tough competition of Florida relays this next weekend too. So uh, it'll be a good opportunity to see, see what they can do as we, as, again, all these sports head into the, the back half of their schedules in the, in the later business part of the year. Yep. Ain't that the truth. Let's move on to another program that spent some time in a beachy locale. Uh, women's tennis was in Charleston this week. Uh, they are ranked 34th in the nation. They played co the College of Charleston and Charleston Southern and, uh, you know, just kind of quietly took care of business. 6-0 win versus College of Charleston, 5-0 win versus uh, Charleston Southern. Anything to report from there? Um, not a ton. This is exactly what they needed to do. Um, I, not that losing a point would have been bad, but these are two teams you need to take care of business against. Uh, the women are, were also kind of, I guess, in the market for a couple of wins. Um, the men, honestly, probably we could say would be two. Um, I mean, the women are now 11 and five, which is, which is, you know, more than good enough just trying to get to that that 500 and knock in some, some quality wins. But uh, from, from here on out, they do have um, some opportunities to get those good wins. Uh, UGA comes to town midweek. Um, obviously Clemson, Duke, uh, solid programs, North Carolina. That's one to circle uh, for the 10th. Um, Virginia on the 17th, Virginia Tech uh, also as well. So definitely have to take care of business with one, two, three, four, six remaining, you know, keep the head above water, try and get a, uh, you know, a, a four and two, five and one stretch, I think would be really, really good and, and put themselves maybe even in, in the position to um, to have like a, a, a decent seat for, for the ACC tournament. And with, I believe, 13 teams, you want to make sure that you're, uh, you know, that you're that you're in the mix for a, you know, play playing fewer games, getting those buys, not running into the number one seat until as late as possible, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that sucked last year, huh? I mean, they all they, they had a shot to win the, the conference title, but you know, that's that's the rub, I guess. Well, we'll see if they can do it uh coming up later this year. Like you said, the midweek is versus Athens, and then uh next weekend they will play Clemson. Both of those will be at home. Let's switch over to the men's side. They are 51st in the nation at the last ranking period. Uh, they faced Clemson and Boston College this week and uh, dispatched them without much trouble, seemingly. Yep. What you got they for needed, me there? They needed some wins there, too. Um, Tech does have um, still six more matches left on the men's side. Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, Miami, and Florida State. And they've got a little bit of work to do. Um, given that they're 51st, um, are going to need to do some uh, some moving and shaking, if you will, to uh, – to get themselves into the picture. But I, I think this is still a team that has a, at least a glimmer of, of tournament hopes. And at the very least they'll see, they'll see Anders Martin, Marcus McDaniel, and some of the lads picking up singles and doubles, um, doubles uh, draws. So that that's solid as well. But I, I think the team tournament is, or the team title is really what 
people would like to be in the mix for that. I think this team can handle it. I think they've shown in the past that they have tournament potential. It's just, um, I mean, with, with Florida state, Miami wake, NC state, North Carolina and Duke left. I think you got to pick up, you, you definitely have to go above 500 because you got to finish about 500 and nothing's guaranteed in the ACC tournament. Um, mm-hmm. but picking up, uh, picking up some sort of ranked win, uh, would be pretty key as well. It, it, it was really tough to lose to Notre Dame, Louisville, and then Virginia, um, three straight, four, three decisions. So, um, and, and then, you know, UGA too on, on the 13th of February, that was, you know, they, they've really challenged themselves this year, but I think they, they do have a little bit of work left to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and the road to that ACC tournament starts at Duke on the 1st of April and then at Chapel Hill at UNC on the 3rd of April. Uh, road to the ACC tournament paved with spikes, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of tennis left to play in the in the next uh, couple of weeks for, for both of these teams. And I don't know, not that they're on the outside looking in, but both have some work to do. And, and, and I guess we'll see them on the flip side. Absolutely. I think that about wraps it up for this week. Any other notes, news items? Um, I'm trying to think also, uh, oh yes, I did have my really sloppy bracketology for women's softball, um, Louisville, Nebraska, Stanford, and tech are your last four in, um, obviously lots, uh, lots can happen before then, but that's at least something to think about. And I think that's the first time I've said that about tech since we started this podcast. So that's, they have not made a NCAA tournament since. 2014? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think Georgia Tech was more than a glimmer in my eye the last time they were playing in, in the postseason. So, yeah, so 20, 2014, probably. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long road getting from there to here. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, and we can really break this down over the summer um, when all's said and all's done. But uh, really, the, the place that, uh, the paved, the road that was paved by women's basketball and then volleyball can also be followed by softball and, and can really show that we can compete. So I'm excited. I think this week will be a lot of fun, uh, especially for them. Uh, if you are around Wednesday midweek, go check out um, women's tennis taking on UGA. Uh, that is at Ken Byers. Always, always great to see there. And and then other than that, I mean, it's going to be going to be a crowded week right we we got some baseball at home we got some uh at least midweek uh we got some softball at home midweek and then uh i mean i guess mostly away on the weekend but if if you're around those those tuesday wednesday tilts should be uh interesting to say the least absolutely on the way out tell me about the march madness bracket for theme songs oh gosh uh, i realized i was supposed to post uh I guess the elite eight on Friday, but uh, I was very tired. Uh, so I went to bed because I was entertaining my parents who were in town, but uh, love them. Um, in terms of results from the most recent round, I am pulling these up because I am verbally stalling really quickly. Um, I don't have the Twitter poll in front of me, but uh, March Madness um, is taking care of business still. Um, heavy action and BCS will probably be decided by Twitter just because those were within a couple of votes of each other. That was close. Yeah. SEC on CBS is, is, uh, rolling on through, um, ESPN college football, like the pre playoff one, um, handling the F1 theme 
I, I accept that. Uh, Round Ball Rock and NFL on Fox. I'm actually going to go check Twitter on this one now because I think that might make might make the difference. That's a close one. That's that is unexpectedly people people really sentimental about the NFL on Fox theme. Okay, the NFL on Fox theme isn't good though. That's my problem. No, that's offense, why David, it was ranked 18th, like and it, but it's beating the two seed. Yeah, well, uh, let's let's see. Um, Round Ball Rock is oh man it's gonna lose by one vote oh my goodness oh no tough um don't you juice it don't go it don't go vote now and juice it no all the polls are closed um mlb on fox was pantsing nba on tnt um that one's an easy one nfl on cbs is just destroying the nhl on espn which that's i disagree with but whatever and then the olympic fanfare uh should should handily run away um run away with that. So Olympic fanfare versus NFL on CBS. I think that'll, that'll be interesting in the next round. And then you got uh, MLB on Fox versus NFL on Fox. So that'll be a nice narrative, uh, uh, nice narrative one right there. Uh, Let's see anything else. ESPN college football versus SEC on CBS. Wow. That's going to be, there's so much narrative. There's um, so much narrative. Sports writers everywhere in America are losing their minds here. Yeah. Heavy action versus March Madness. I don't think that one will be a, uh, will be, that's going to be, a, that might be a slaughter. I've been wrong before. I've been wrong before. That's what I'll say. All right. Take us home. Plug our stuff. Let's get out of here. From the rumbleseat.com uh, for the written word. You can find us uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Um, you can email us at from the rumble seat at gmail.com or DM us at FTRS blog on Twitter. Um, you can find me out and about in the wild, but, um, but yeah, in terms of the rest of the way, uh, we'll, we'll see on the flip side and should be, should be an interesting week to come.